Welcome to the Profit Fantasy Football Show. Everything NFL and fantasy football related all season long. With your hosts, Calvin Wright and JT Runke. Welcome back to the Profit Fantasy Football Show. Week 3 starts and sits. That's what we're talking about, my co-host JT Runke and I. I'm going to start things guns ablazing. And I'm going to come out with one of my number one wide receiver starts of the week. Someone that I was very high on preseason. A wide receiver who is ancient and his quarterback is playing terribly. But I am all in this week on Amari Cooper. Look, last week was pretty good. 16 fantasy points. And that was against the Pittsburgh Steelers defense that was getting a hold of Deshaun Watson, who has not been good this season. I'm going to put that right out there. But week one, it was in a downpour week two against one of the strongest defenses. Now he's facing the Tennessee Titans. I think this defense is vulnerable. They're giving up uh, the 29th most points. or They rank 29th against the wide receiver, so flip that. So this is a very good matchup for Amari Cooper. I think that there's a chance that Deshaun Watson gets back on track. Amari Cooper is one of my starts of the week. He's attributing to 46.5% of this team's wide receiver points through two two weeks, 24.6 target share. He's heavily, heavily involved. Last week, he saw 10 targets. The week before that, 7. Look, Sleeper's projecting 4.5 receptions. I think Amari Cooper is going to massively outperform expectations this week. J2, who do you have first? Week three is here, and you know what that means. Starts and sits. These are the guys that I am locking into all of my lineups, as well as the guys that I am avoiding at all costs this week. Let's jump into the must-starts of the week, starting with the running back position. And this first running back is someone that I told you to sit last week. I didn't like the matchup, and I didn't think that they were going to use him a lot in their game plans. And that was Joshua Kelly, the pretty popular waiver wire ad after week one when Austin Eckler goes down. I cautioned you to temper your expectations with him as he went up against the Titans defense that ranks number one in run defense. They stuffed the run in this game and made the Chargers really try to battle against the Titans through the air, kind of forgot about the run game uh, at, at, at all in that game, but he still did get 12 touches on the day, which is very encouraging because he now goes up against a Minnesota Vikings defense that just let DeAndre Swift go for more than 100-plus yards last week. I really like this matchup. I think they're going to use him a lot more. This is going to be a high-scoring shootout matchup, I think, against two dynamic offenses who are desperate for a win. If you used your fantasy capital, your waiver wire capital on Joshua Kelly last week, I think this is the play for him, and this is where you'll reap the rewards because I think he's due for a big-time fantasy day. Okay, my next one is a little bit crazy, but it's Justin Fields. If you drafted Justin Fields, you've been very disappointed. 13 points week one, 12 the next week. It has not been a good start for a quarterback who was drafted with really high expectations. We're talking about the next running quarterback, kind of like Lamar Jackson. But look, week three, I'm not out here saying this is the week that he starts throwing the ball better or processes defense better. No, I'm just here to tell you that against Kansas City, there's going to be a lot, a lot of garbage time production. 67% of leagues he is being started. That's a minus 18% decrease from last week. People are losing confidence, and this is the week people are benching him. But I think that he will perform well. 
fantasy football-wise because of garbage time. The defense, it's in shambles. They just lost their defensive coordinator. Look, the line is is banged up. The left side of that line is pretty much gone. The Chiefs will have their way with them offensively, and then Justin Fields is going to be forced to run the ball in garbage time, and you will probably feel sick to your stomach all Sunday long because Justin Fields will be at about six points, and then we'll get to the witching hour with Scott Hansen, and you'll look up, and finally Justin Fields has about 17 fantasy points, which is good enough that I'm starting him. Moving over to the wide receiver positions here, I have two this week who are actually playing each other in the same game. Let's start on the Indianapolis Colts side of things where I am starting Michael Pittman Jr. with confidence. Yes, I know, Anthony Richardson not playing in this game, but I don't think that should matter too much. Last week when Gardner Minshew came into the game, the connection that he had with Michael Pittman was very good. And now... The Baltimore Ravens secondary with the likes of Marlon Humphreys missing are really banged up. And I think this game could be sneaky shootout potential this week because I think Gardner Minshew comes in and does just a good enough job, if not better than how Anthony Richardson has thrown through the air so far with how beaten up this Baltimore Ravens secondary is. I really like Michael Pittman to continue to become a wide receiver one in this Indianapolis Colts offense. I like the connection between him and Gardner Minshew this week, so I'm starting him with confidence in my flex spot if you have him. The other guy that I'm starting with confidence in this game on the Baltimore Ravens side of things is Zay Flowers. This Indianapolis Colts secondary is absolutely atrocious. They gave up 24 points to wide receiver one Calvin Ridley of the Jacksonville Jaguars in week one. In week two, they gave up 27 points to wide receiver one of the Houston Texans in Nico Collins. This week, they're going up against Zay Flowers, who has looked dynamic through two weeks. No OBJ in this game. So that means Zay Flowers is going to be able to feast against this this Indianapolis Colts secondary. I think he has the real potential to be a top five finish this week in the wide receiver category. If you're on the fence about him, if you don't know if you should play him, I'm playing him with confidence and I recommend you do the same. One of my favorite running backs this week is Travis Etienne. There were fears early on that Tank Bigsby would take a lot of work. That has not been the case. He made some pretty critical rookie mistakes a week one and then made another week two and he wasn't given a rushing attempt last week. So Travis Etienne is very much the lead back. Houston is a great running back matchup because their defense in the past and this year already has been bad enough that teams don't really have to throw the ball all that much in the second half, which means that Travis Etienne is going to see a lot of utilization in the second half. He's been utilized heavily as a pass catcher already this season, averaging four targets per game, which I'm very happy with. So Travis Etienne is someone that busted last week six points But this week, I think he bounces back in a massive way. And obviously, you're starting him everywhere. But he is one of my favorite running backs of the entire week. Finally, the last guy that is a must start for me this week, and it's going to be the most controversial start of the entire season, I think, so far. But I'm backing him all the way this week. And it's a tight end. It's Kyle Pitts of the Atlanta Falcons. I know there's been so much talk about Kyle Pitts once again and how he is just underutilized in this Atlanta Falcons offense, but here's why I think he could have a relatively solid fantasy day. He's going up against a Detroit Lions team that has let up the second most yards to tight ends so far this season. And now, with how banged up their secondary is as well, I think the Falcons try to use that piece in Pitts, which hasn't been really used at all this season, to kind of 
attack this uh, Detroit Lions defense in the spots where they are really banged up and injured. So if you're looking for, if you're, if you're not sure about Kyle Pitts, if you are on the fence, I think this is the last week that we really just give him a confident try because I think this is the best matchup that he's had in a while. I, I think if he can't get it done against this team, I think you can honestly drop him. But this is the last week. I, I'm starting him with confidence. After this, I, I, I've lost full uh, faith in Kyle Pitts. So with, with the matchup this week, I, I, I'm riding with him. My next running back start of the week is Jameer Gibbs. This is someone that I was very high on heading into the season. He's profit approved, and it hasn't really resulted in fantasy production, but the usage is it's... It's encouraging. Look, snaps week one, 27%. Week two, 48%. That's a massive increase. But the rushing attempts, they stay the same at 17, which means you're you're really relying on unrealistic efficiency. Wrong. Nine targets last week. He is heavily, heavily involved as a pass catcher. Amon Ross St. Brown dealing with some turf toe. David Montgomery out for the next two weeks. This is going to be the Jameer Gibbs show. This is the week that we see Jameer Gibbs as a premier fantasy football option. If it if it's Craig Reynolds' show, I will personally eat a shoe. I did it with Marlon Mack before. You know I'm not kidding around. But the Lions, they cannot afford to waste this number 12 draft pick by playing <laughs> Craig Reynolds instead of him. So all in on Jameer Gibbs this week, starting him with full confidence. Let's move over to my must-sits of the week, starting with two running backs that I'm sitting this week. One of them is James Conner. Now, I know maybe that you can't sit James Conner just because of your running back situation, but if you have the luxury, I would consider uh, benching James Conner. Now, James Conner is a volume king, so there, there might be some value through there. However, he's going up against the Dallas defense that ranks third in run defense total. They only allowed Brees Hall to run for nine yards last week. Dalvin Cook, even worse, allowed him to run for about six yards, and they got a fumble on him. They were stuffed at the line. This Dallas defense is really good, and I just don't think they're going to be able to get it done on the run in the run game this week. So I'm sitting James Conner if you can. If not, you just got to kind of pray and hope that they get a goal line situation and this volume that James Conner continues to see uh, pays dividends this week. The other guy that I am sitting this week who has been the most talked about running back this week is Jerome Ford. Same reason as last week. He is now playing the, the two most popular waiver wire running back pickups in the past two weeks are, are picked up on the week where they now play the number one ranked Tennessee Titans defense in terms of run defense. I, I see the same thing coming uh, to fruition here where you got to wait a little bit with Jerome Ford. If you, if you absolutely need to play Jerome Ford this week, I would recommend it. I think he's going to get the volume despite Kareem Hunt getting a few touches in this game. I think he is going to be this featured back this week and beyond, but man, that secondary or that front seven for the Tennessee Titans is tough. So I'm tempering my expectations this week, but then after that, I am fully confident in Jerome Ford. So those are two running backs that I consider sits this week. One of my biggest busts for week three is James Conner. James Conner is a volume play. He is reliant on a ton of volume, but he's going against the Cowboys this week. And I think that some of that kind of the Cardinals magic early on with not getting completely boat raced every week, I think that that comes to an end against the Dallas Cowboys. 
this defensive line is going to have their way with James Conner. I know, I know that Micah Parsons tore his ACL. I don't think that that is going to change the outcome of this game. James Conner, I would get him out of your lineup if I were you. The Arizona Cardinals, they will be down early very often, and you'll be reliant on either a garbage-time touchdown or a shocking amount of volume as a pass catcher doing check-down throws. But I'm not really comfortable starting James Conner against this Cowboys defense. Last week, it was a good week, but he has not been nearly involved as a pass catcher enough for me to start him against Dallas this week. A wide receiver that I consider a must-sit this week is DJ Moore of the Chicago Bears. He is going up against a matchup against the Kansas City Chiefs this week that I really just don't like. I think that they're going to be playing from behind a lot, but like we said on our show last week, I've really lost faith in Justin Fields. I get DJ Moore is a yards after the catch king, and that's really where he's going to be able to find his fantasy value. I just do not like the matchup in this game. Definitely think that the Kansas City Chiefs and that sneaky good secondary are going to try to take him away in this game, and I think he's going to be an up-and-down player. So I'm trying to sit him, if at all possible, this week off a big performance. I'm even trying to sell high on DJ Moore's performance because I think that that fantasy performance we saw from him last week is few and far between. So if you can, sit DJ Moore this week. All right, one of my next busts, and this is my last one, is Derek Henry. Week one was terrible. Week two was a lot better for Derek Henry. But I think that this defensive front for the Cleveland Browns is elite. And I think they will really be able to bottle Derrick Henry up and force Tannehill to throw the ball downfield, which is actually why I really like Traylon Burks and DeAndre Hopkins this week. But look, I think I think that this week we see kind of the Browns offense start to take shape. And I think that they'll come out early often scoring Amari Cooper was one of my starts of the week. I also like Deshaun Watson this week. I think it's going to be a lot better offensively against this Titans defense, but that will not allow the Titans to run the style they want where they're giving it to Derrick Henry, you know, 20 times in the first half. I don't think that that is an option this week. And I think as a pass catcher, Ty, uh, Ty J Spears is actually going to get a lot more involvement. So Derrick Henry, you're going to start him, but temper expectations this week unless he breaks off a big touchdown run, I don't think he'll see enough efficient work to be a good fantasy football option. Finally, the last must-sit of the week is David Njoku of the Cleveland Browns. Another Brown that, even though that Nick Chubb is now down and this team is going to have to get it done through the air, I think this Tennessee Titans defense has really changed their course and changed their tune this season and are really, really good against tight ends they they know how to take them out of the game and if there is a Cleveland Brown that you want it's the wide receivers because they will be able to attack the secondary a lot better than the tight ends can I think if they get into the red zone I think David Njoku maybe has has a has a good game but it's going to be few and far between in terms of targets for him so he's a guy that I consider a must sit this week all right, that wraps it up. Uh, sorry that this podcast got up a little late, kind of Saturday afternoon. I had several job interviews and exams this past week, so I it was very hectic. But as always, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the podcast, and good luck in week three.